me struck down, got me knocked down by the hands of the enemy. Those lies had me held down till I found out that is not my identity. I found my life when I laid it down. And all my hope is in you now. My faith is in you, Jesus. I'm learning to let go and let God show me how to be me. I'm learning to let go and let God show me how to be free. Your yoke is easy, your burden is light. My daily bread and my daily delight. I'm learning to let go and let God so I can be the real me. I'm giving over my heart for a new start because I've come to the end of me. I'm learning that in your love there is freedom, even for a wretch like me. Good morning, everybody. This is a surprise, right? Um, this is Sister on Scripture, and oh, it is Friday, the 20th of October in the year of our Lord, 2023. Hopping in since um, Pine Beans giving Scott some issues, thought we might give it some prayer, um, as well as cover anybody else that needs prayer. We can do some call-ins. Um, I wasn't really prepared to hop on today, but I have some stuff here in the Founder's Bible I thought we could also read. Um, if anybody would like to listen to that as well. Um, normally, this is on on Monday and Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Um, and we cover, right now, we're covering the book of Ezekiel. But like I said, I wasn't, this was just kind of a pop-in, but I'm glad to be here. So, guys, let's join in prayer for Scott and for all of those that are having some, some problems. Um, we're seeing the devil hit us hard right now. We're seeing... You know, we come off of Bard's Fest, and we had such a 
a wonderful God's Holy Spirit filled event um, that people online and in person, I, I don't think there was anybody that wasn't affected by it. And if there was, I'm sorry, but there was a lot of information that come out a lot of as Pastor Anthony said, a lot of weapon upgrades and and getting our armor um, prepared. And I think that right now, as we're going through that that process of you know getting back, and the enemy is throwing daggers at us, that we've got to use that prayer. You know, we've got to to lay hard into the Word, lean into Him, and and pray it out. So, guys, let's join in prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this space that we're inviting you into, this space that has been created by you, that was anointed by you, and in bringing this family together, bringing us all together under the lead of Scott as our, our steward of this flock. And and right now, God, there's there's something getting in, in his way that's trying to stop his message. So whatever it is blocking this message that that he's wanting to get out. We know it's strong. We know it's powerful. And we know that it's going to radiate to those that are not only found, but those that are lost, those that are seeking, those that are that are wandering in the desert trying to, you know, figure out where their exodus is, Father. Their exodus is here. Their exodus is now. Their exodus is in you. You are showing us. You are guiding us as I as iron sharpens iron. You know, so us brothers and sisters lift one another up. And so right now we're lifting up our brother Scott as he is trying his best to get the show to go on. And and like I experienced yesterday, Father, you know the issues that that we're facing. You know, because Jesus was persecuted, that we're going to be persecuted if we walk that line with him. We're going to have daggers at us. We're going to have arrows that are kind of come shooting our way, but through you, they're not going to get us. They're not going to touch us. They're not going to hurt Scott. They're not going to deviate us off of this path. No matter what kind of divisive entities come our way, no matter what hellfire throws at us, we are stronger because we are the remnant and we are children of the most high God. We are children of Jesus Christ, the one that laid down his land, his life, the one that came here to show people how to walk sinless, how to be blameless, and how to truly love from the heart, not for money, not for things, not for riches. We are storing our treasures up in heaven so that way when we get up there, Father God, we know it's going to be glorious. So Father, I ask for your protection over everyone here right now listening to this and those that aren't, those that may listen later. Put your hedge of protection around them. Shield them with the armor of God. Let us slip on the gospel of truth, Father God, and put on that belt. Father, we know that through you, all things are possible. Through Jesus, we are redeemed. And it's in his name I pray. Amen. Well, I, I, like I said, I really wasn't expecting to be here, guys. So, yes, like Dale said, over the target will be attacked, but Father has us covered. And he does. So, um, if anybody wants to do any call-ins, feel free until anybody decides to call in. I'm going to start with um, some stuff out of the Founder's Bible. It's actually in um, 
we were going to get to it anyway, so it's kind of good that we are getting to it now. Good morning, everybody. Also, the ones that are new in here, I'm, I'm happy to see you guys. Um, I hate it's under these circumstances with with the issues that Scott's having, but I'm so thankful that we've got such a loving, patient family. It makes times that are stressful so much easier when we know we can walk hand in hand side by side with one another, not stepping on toes, not being better than anyone else, but working together as the body of Christ. That's what Jesus called us to do. That's some of those greater works than he, you know. He showed actually that's that's just the works of he really, you know, if we're being honest. Jesus, though he he you know flipped tables and there was some some rough moments, but Jesus showed us how to love from the heart to love him, but also to love our fellow brothers and sisters as our, as ourselves and as we love Jesus. And in these times, guys, y'all make it so much better because it gets stressful, you know, and and we all have different things going on. So I try to offer grace and, and you know, because I have that, you know, we get grace and mercy from, from God. So I offer it as well. And and sometimes, as y'all notice, the family room kind of gets a little chaotic and people just don't understand how to not say anything and scroll on. I have found myself personally, I can't say this is what's going on for anyone else, but I found myself personally realizing as of late that there's a lot of people that we all struggle with some of the same issues, you know. Um, mine was self-worth and and accepting that I am, though I'm not worthy of, of Jesus's sacrifice because he loves us and loves me so much that he laid down his life for us, that mercy makes us worthy. So if you have some issues right now where you're thinking that you're not, you're not worthy of the stripes that he bore for us, know that you are because he grants you that grace. He grants you that mercy to be worthy. If you're feeling like, you know, you're comparing yourself to others and and wondering, well, why am I not getting recognition? Why am I not getting, getting these things? Remember, those are things. And it's not truly the things that you're seeking, but something that you're missing. That missing part is full surrendering to Jesus. And it sounds simple. It really does. It sounds, oh, okay, well, I'll give it all over to God. It's his. But when you apply it, those, the application of the word is a lot harder than it is to read it and to take it in and to, to be able to truly surrender, you know. And I found that the more that we surrender over to him, the more blessings that he in turn gives us back. It's not the reason to do it. It's not the reason to surrender over. We surrender over because that's what he did for us. He showed us how to surrender, how to submit. You know, God had to come as man in the flesh because man just couldn't understand and wouldn't walk that that straight and narrow path. That straight and narrow is not for the meek. It's not for the weak. It's for the strong. And so... We have to really stand up and be better, be more Christ-like in that aspect. And so I just pray that, you know, if anybody's got any of that going on or struggling with something that's, 
I really pray that you seek out what it could be and really, really think about it. And it took me some really, some soul searching, a lot of healing prayers. Um, thank you guys, because uh, most of you, I think everybody in here in the chat right now has likely prayed over me or for me in some point in my family. And, and those prayers, you know, that faith, that childlike faith um, is beautiful, you know, and that's what we should do. And and so those prayers, your prayers, and the ones that have worked with me one-on-one and on healing and deliverance and and cutting ties that we needed to cut, man, that that freeing, that weight, I, I have felt literally like I had 50-pound cinder blocks on my chest, one on my head, and one on my back. And after Saturday night, that was taken off. That was lifted up off of my head, off of my back, off of my chest, and a release came over me, and that release was Jesus. And as a person that, you know, I feel like I have really strong faith, I believe that I, I walk a good line. I don't always succeed, you know, I stumble like we all do, but on that path, you know, I, I'm self-aware. And as we've been talking about in, in Ezekiel um, before, because now we're on, I'm actually repeating chapters 24 or 25 um, that we covered 25 and 26 yesterday because of I had the same Podbean issue Scott was having today. It did it to me yesterday. We had like four resets before the fifth one finally worked some. And then it was only where my voice was going normal. I was watching the time ticker because when you're recording on here, it's got a, a timer that goes up letting you know how, how long you've been on. And I would watch it just freeze. And I knew that was the enemy attacking. And and prior to getting that full, full release, and there's there's a difference. Um, when I got that full release over the weekend, you know, those things that would normally just have me so irritated, so, so frustrated at things, and especially like for before Podbean even acted up on me yesterday, my computer wouldn't turn on for like 30 something minutes. Even though I had it plugged in charging, it would not come on. And then, you know, like I said, I went through four reboots before the fifth one finally worked. And then it was pausing, speeding up, slowing down. You know, people were just having a, a hard time. And, you know, especially, and I, I, I understand Scott's probably frustrated um, in a way, because, you know, when that happens, you've, when you pray for God to use you every day and to use you to do his, his work and his will, and then you get on and, and everybody's expecting something from you, you know, whether it be a word or there's always, you know, sometimes something in the prayer that, that touches people that it really, um, you know, it gets frustrating when when we can't have that. So, you know, that freeing helps us to when we're getting, and that freeing only comes from Jesus. It's not, I mean, yes, I had people that worked with me and prayed over me, but it wasn't that completely. It was, it was Jesus working through these people 
giving them the words, giving them the prayers, their faith, believing, like Matthew, I think it's Matthew 22, 23, um, asking in prayer and believe you shall receive. Um, it's Jesus's red letters, and I hate to, I don't mean to leave anything out of that. If I did, I'm sure I probably did. Um, but we have to believe. And so they believed and I believed. And then it just, the walls broke down. And those things like in the family room where I would get frustrated or with the computer or Podbean, those frustrated, frustrated, oh goodness, frustrations, there we go, are no longer there as prevalent. Now I do still pray for it and keep having to, to go through those kind of things but you know it's it's possible to get through as long as we get through it with Christ in our hearts you know and that's what's really important to do um let's just keep him keep him close and keep asking in prayer and if you're not getting answers it's it's usually because there's something that that you're holding back um something that you need to look at there's nothing i can tell you to do other than seek inside and truly ask him what it is truly ask him to reveal be specific um request it with a you know with a firmness but like believing you're going to receive that but you can't just pray for a yacht and expect you know oh god i want a yacht and God's going to deliver a, lot, a yacht. It doesn't work that way. It's not like a lottery system. You know, you got to scratch off and you win a million bucks or whatever. It's, yeah, it's from victory, a higher, higher calling. Thank you. Um, it's definitely something that you've got to have come from the heart. It's got to be something because God knows your heart. He knows exactly what you need. He knows exactly what you're wanting and needs and wants are two different things. Needs are something that you have to have to survive. Wants are something that make life surviving a lot easier or fun or better. And so you've got to come at it from, from a place of honesty between you and God. And, and just be completely open to him. And be completely open when you're speaking to him. Speak it out and and talk it out with God because he's listening. He's listening to all of us. We just have to, you know, approach him. Chris, you're funny. He said, I need to want less. So um, on that, I'm going to go ahead and jump into some of the Founders Bible. And this is the Constitution of the United States. It's in the Ezekiel 33 section, page 1237. This is just kind of where God led me this morning. So forgive me for not having anything already pre-prepared. I wasn't expecting this this morning, but hey, we're here. So let's, let's jump, dive in. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. Do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. 
On January 14, 1784, when the Treaty of Paris was ratified by the Continental Congress, officially ending the Revolutionary War, the United States government was operating under the Articles of Confederation. Ratified during the war, the Articles provided domestic and international legitimacy for Congress to direct the war, conduct foreign affairs with Europe, and deal with territorial issues. Under the Articles, Congress was the sole authority of the loose confederation of the 13, state, of 13 states, each of which essentially operated as independent countries. There was neither a federal executive branch to enforce laws nor a judicial branch to interpret laws as regards the states or individuals, and Congress was unable to back its policies with military strength or money. Limping along with a weak national government, the states were drifting toward economic disaster. One state paid taxes, paid in taxes, another didn't, and no state paid all their taxes. Over half the states printed their own paper money, backed by gold, land, or nothing, so there was no fair, fair exchange rate from state to state, and inflation was rampant. Kind of like where, where we are right now. Caught in a depressed economy, Many small farmers were being thrown in jail for debt, and their properties were being confiscated and sold for taxes, creating widespread unrest. If it wasn't already glaringly evident that a stronger government was required to bring stability, it became so when Congress was unable to even send funds to help Massachusetts quell Shays Rebellion in 1786. Nationalists such as George Washington warned that there are combustibles in every state which spark which a spark might set fire to. No doubt the founders' aspirations for a respectable nation among nations seemed to be waning into pipe dreams. On February 21st, 1787, particularly at the urging of Virginians, James Madison and Edmund Randolph, the Articles of Congress called for a convention of each of state delegates to propose a plan of government. Unlike earlier failed attempts, such as the Annapolis Convention of 1786, this convention was for the sole and express purpose of revising the Articles of Confederation and intended to render the federal constitution adequate to the exigencies of government and the preservation of the Union. On May 25, 1787, the Constitutional Convention began discussions in a closed room no bigger than a large schoolroom inside Philadelphia's Independence Hall, where the Declaration of Independence had been signed. Fifty state dele 55 delegates attended, representing 12 states. Rhode Island refused to send representatives for fear that any new system proposed by the convention would hurt its economy. George Washington, whom James Madison persuaded to attend, was selected as president of the convention by unanimous vote. The delegates, now known as the framers of the Constitution, were mostly in their 30s and 40s, well-educated, and included lawyers, bankers, merchants, and far farmers. Benjamin Franklin, at age 81, was the oldest delegate. 
Although his brain is a whole lot better than Joe Biden's is. Did anybody watch? Okay, so I didn't watch much of the State of the Union address last night. It was it was really weird. And uh, there were some major malfunctions with Joe Biden's chin. Like, I've seen the memes, but as watching it live, and I watched it on, um, it was on the White House channel and PBS. I checked, too, just to see if it was anything, um, you know, that somebody had done. And you don't have to watch long. It happens, like, the whole time. But his chin does something completely, like, it's malfunctioning. It's like it's a computer robot malfunctioning. You could see it. It's not, it's not the Joe Biden that was of the Obama era, it's a different person. Even with age, it's it's so different. <laughs> Y'all are funny. Millis, not one second of it did I watch. I need to keep my food inside my body. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, I was trying to, Jack had just got home last night from, uh, he had to work out of town at Roanoke for uh, continuing ed classes for, at his shop, and so he got home and I was trying to find something to um to listen to small spaces he was in the bathroom so um <laughs> I was trying to be courteous you know usually we're not watching tv or anything but um I was trying to be like you know considerate so I was like okay I gotta find the first thing I can find on and of course everybody's trying to show it nobody watched it by the way so there were literally like on the White House channel, it was like 6,000 views. On PBS, there were like 3,000, I think. And ironically enough, you know, I recall the days when Trump was there. There were hundreds of thousands that watched on um, on the White House channel. I used to be on there. Um, Grandma Nana, she was on there with me. That's actually how I met her um, in a chat. Yeah, see? It, it, he just, it was mumbo jumbo about, oh, we're going to send all more money, some more money to Israel, more to Ukraine. Uh, but no, no boots on the ground. So this is something, guys, uh, I did find out. There's a lot of talks about our, our soldiers. Kitty DeKaren needs prayers, please. Um, her son is on the USS Gerald Ford. She, Mama hearts worry. Any of you that have children know Mama hearts Y'all know how that is. So with her son on that ship, please be praying and lifting Kitty Karen up. Send her messages, positive messages, if you will. Um, don't tell her I told y'all. Um, she's not usually on here. So, um, but it, it's hard to go through those things, you know. And so what I was, I looked up last night because my, my son-in-law is also military. He's at Bragg and they're one of the first to deploy. So Chris in Michigan, my brother, I see you in here this morning. Good morning, brother. He had shared this about the 2,000 troops being sent over. And so, of course, my mama heart goes and looks. And it was supposed to be 2,000 troops in the Middle East coming from the Middle East. Not, let me be specific here because there was already a misunderstanding. There was not only 2,000 troops in the Middle East, but of the troops in the Middle East, 2,000 of them are going to be sent. And it got me thinking something. I'm, I'm totally off topic here, but got me to thinking something. You know, we, why do we always deploy from the U.S.? 
why, 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 there's my third one, is why did we send, fourth one, troops to Poland at the outbreak of the, the Ukraine-Russia crap, you know, Russia trying to clean house, us giving Biden his money back from Ukraine by sending it to Ukraine. They're just laundering it for us. But this time they were saying they're going to pull 2,000 troops from the Middle East. And I'm like, well, that makes sense. You know, it's cheaper on the airfare, gets them there faster. Why then do we not do that in other cases? Like with the, the Poland thing, we didn't put boots on the ground in Ukraine then either. But yet they um, they still sent our troops from Fort Bragg went. And like right now, you know, they're saying there's not going to be boots on the ground. If boots hit the ground, that's a declaration um, against Iran, against Gaza Strip. And the Palestinians, you know, that's a a strong um, start of war there, you know, of a, a multi-country war, which is a world war. So, yeah, our ships are going. They're already there. Um, there was one called the Kearney, which, guys, pay attention to these ships' names, okay? The Kearney was supposedly hit yesterday. Um, some rockets had hit it from Iran is what, of course, the Chinese news network, CNN, had um, advertised and, and did it, not advertised, but did an article about it from uh, Reuters. I know it's Reuters, but I call it Reuters, like Reuter Reuter, because they're just crap. And I'm like, I'm looking at these headlines, and they all are, you could tell the ones that are all collectively involved in the news because when you go to search something like the 2000 troops to israel that i searched oh my goodness 15 of the exact same headlines in the search terms and i'm like oh good grief what do you got to do to be able to find some news it's like true news journalism you know you know what they used to do the who what when where how why they don't do that anymore and it's so frustrating i i know mary i'm praying actually i don't know i'm praying against that i am not giving that i'm not going to even going to give that any life because we speak life with our words it's so verbally i'm not giving that any life i was i was very nervous because as as many of you know um my daughter is due in november and once she delivers, my son-in-law gets three months paternity leave before they go to Alaska. And so, you know, I'm just like, hey, don't really want her to go into labor early. But God, you know, right now she's like three weeks out. Baby, I'm pretty certain would be okay. If, when, if God is ready, then I know baby is ready. Point blank. There's a reason God allows these children to be born when they are whether it's early and premature or it's on time or what i know god has his purpose god has a plan for every one of us it was already said so that is 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 there i'm smiling um uh, 
and and it really you know we I don't know if we're in revelation now or not I don't know if we're you know what's going on and I'm not even gonna guess because you know what when I see Jesus coming back in them clouds that's when I know God you know Jesus said himself the only one that knows is the father so getting worked up that fear that anxiety fear and anxiety guys and stress oh my goodness so I had when I went to the neurologist last Tuesday not this past Tuesday the one before we were going over my seizures and some of this stuff that I've had going on and it was like have you had an injury and I said I don't know what do you mean I've had a few and he's like have you had a traumatic injury and I was like, well, yeah, you know, I'm accident prone. I've had a bunch of injuries. Which one are you talking about? You know, it's like, hey, be a little bit more specific here, doc. I don't know. And so he's like, well, I want you to think back if there's any time that you notice symptoms come on after you had a trauma, whether it be physical or mental or emotional. And though I didn't think about it in the office, it triggered some some thought process there and I'm like huh well yeah that happened but did that happen right after well yeah some of that did you know fell off a waterfall and got discharged from the army for that and that was kind of traumatic and I got to thinking back and I was like well yeah because after that you know it wasn't but a couple years after that that I actually got pregnant with the one that is uh That is true, Mila. Um, we won't know the day or the hour, but we are supposed to know the generations. And we are supposed to know Revelation. Jesus says for us to know that. Um, but as far as we are, you know, he gives us signs in the sky to, to look for and, and wonders. And we've seen some of those signs. So, you know, I, You're, uh, and you know what, Mila? Mila said in here, then there's nothing to fear. Tribulation won't be fun, but compared to eternity, it's nothing. You know, that is so true. And think about what we're going through right now. You know, in ways, it kind of feels like we're going through tribulation in a way. I mean, just saying, but, you know, it's it's getting us through these times knowing Knowing where the end is, knowing that we're storing our treasures in heaven now here on this earth, I don't, I don't fear it anymore. I used to fear dying. I used to fear death, and 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 what I would leave behind, you know, what I'd miss out on, and and that was even, you know, accepting Jesus as my Lord and Savior, believing that He rose from the dead and conquered all. And then confessing my sins, you know, it's even knowing that, having having been saved, it was still one of those that that really um, got to me a lot. And Mary's throwing in the um, Romans 5, 3 through 5. I'll grab that real quick. I love Romans anyway. I just don't remember all of them. Romans is one of my favorite. All right, we got Romans 5, 
three through five. And not only this, but we are also exult in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance, and perseverance, proven character, and proven character, hope. And hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Amen. That's a good verse, Mary. Awesome job there. Love it. But the, the fear and stress and anxiety causes manifestations of conditions in our body. It can cause inflammation in your body. It can cause heart disease. It can actually even manifest as diabetes. Yes, I know what diabetes is. Yes, I know the process of diabetes. That stress on your body will cause your body to produce more adrenaline. More adrenaline is like, kind of like adding steroids into your body system. And what does anybody that's a diabetic or been in the hospital on prednisone that's borderline diabetic knows they're sticking your finger very often because prednisone will raise your blood sugar. And that's from the cortisol in it, the cortisol, which is what is, you know, an adrenaline. So it's really when, when that fight or flight kicks in, that's that adrenaline. That's the stress and stressors that kicks into your bloodstream. That's what causes damage, like chronic damage, especially if you're going to the doctor and they're not figuring out what's going on. Um, in my case, they, they said they knew, you know, they knew what was going on, but they couldn't, they couldn't fix it. And so now am I going to still have issues? Probably, maybe, I don't know. I'm not going to spell cast it out there into the world, but so far, so good. Um, I did have a, a funky night on was it Monday night, I think? Maybe Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, one of those two. Um, and I started, you know, a, a parasite cleanse and doing finbendazole, which wasn't bad. But I tell you, if you take that with doTERRA, DDR, Prime, and Zinc cleanse, you'll burp um, frankincense, but it works. It really does. I didn't take it on Tuesday or Wednesday. Monday or Tuesday, because I, I did my third dose on Tuesday. I wound up taking it later in the day Tuesday, and it, it started making me feel better. So just word of the wise. And if you've got stuff going on in your hand, um, like inflammation or or just fogginess or ear stuffiness or something like that, it's worth giving Fimbendazole a try. Um, you don't have to take the paste. You can do the capsules. They make capsules. I'm on the, uh, the 444 milligram uh, for my weight, around 135 pounds. It's safe for a person um, at that dose. Um, I think it comes out to be 1,600 milligrams based off of body weight, off of uh, Dr. Merritt's protocol. She's got it on the medicalrebel.com. Scroll down three quarters of the page, and she's got her parasite um, paradigm list. Yes, it is from Finbin Lab. That's where I, that one is from mine. And it actually, um, it came by God that I found that I got it because I went down to see Fur Mama. 
um, she lives in South Carolina also, and I drove down to see her because she was going to use some oils to to help me. And so, um, you know, we got there. We got to talking about what was going on, and she said, hey, you need to try this also. And she goes and opens up her cabinet. There's a bottle of Fembendazole. And I'm like, huh, that's funny because Scott's been, you know, he's talked to Dr. Merritt for me and and about me and discussed what was going on and ways to kind of help and get me better. And and she recommended that. And he was even going to go purchase it for me. And he had told me, he was like, remind me if you don't get it by X day. And, and of course, I didn't because, I, you know, it gets kind of pricey, especially when you need to do as many doses as they were wanting me to do it. Um, for the, the six months, you know, on that one. So I was like, oh, goodness, this is pricey, and I can't let him do that. And so I didn't remind him. And lo and behold, here is um, here is for Mama with the medicine that I needed, you know. So that was, that was just a blessing on that. And so that was part of that, you know, the whole... The whole healing and, and identifying some of the other issues that, and actually just acknowledging, you know, I'm as a nurse, I went through school. I know stress and anxiety and worry and fear can, can take a toll on the body, but never did I think that it cause chronic long-term issues. And I'm not saying that mine are going to all be resolved from, from that. I mean, they still may be there. I don't know. We'll see. But anybody that's going through some kind of chronic issues like that, it's worth giving it a a look at and self-evaluating, um, you know, what could have happened. Could there have been a trauma at some point? Can there be a constant, you know, stress or stressor in your life that you can, you know, your fight or flight starts that you can maybe alleviate through, you know, some prayer, through through healing scriptures that's going to get you through that, you know, the reminders. Um, there's a bunch of them. Oh, excuse me. There's a bunch of them and that speak differently to us. Um, forgiveness. That's one that many people struggle with. Um, people that have had um, losses of children, um, loss of a loved one. You know, we do, oftentimes, we do this thing where we feel guilt, you know, and and we take on that guilt. Because as people, we, we have hearts and we care, we're compassionate, we're loving, we're, you know, we are parts of Jesus, you know, and so... When something happens to somebody, especially like that, that we are empathetic. That's, thank you, that was a perfect word. When it goes on like that, you know, you you wonder what you could have done to fix it. What could I do? And, and that's the fleshly part of us. And, and with the loss of a child, I, I have not experienced that, but I cannot imagine that it's easy. And I could imagine there's a lot of, of guilt and blame and heartache there that not only needs forgiveness, but to know that it's okay to forgive yourself. 
it's okay. You know, you didn't have control over that. And it, please don't take this the wrong way, anybody. But if you've had an abortion, then that was something that you've done. And that's something that you can repent on and seek God's forgiveness. It's, other than that, you know, when a child is lost, it's usually no fault of the parent, you know, unless there's a parent that's abusing their children, and I'm not going there on that today. This is to healing. We're healing here. And when they, I imagine that when, I, when a mom has a, a miscarriage or loses a child, you know, they're, just as a mom myself, when mine have gotten injured or hurt, it's like, what could I have done to prevent that? Could I have done this better? I should have done that. And even, you know, mistakes that I've made, you know, I was going through nursing school when my children were young because I, I was on a different path when, before I had children and I was like, I want better for my children. And so I missed out on things. I missed out on you know, I, I was always there for school events. I made sure, you know, my job never interrupted with that. But there was, there were times that was like, you know, if I would have done this or could have done, you know, took this time. And so sometimes we, we have got to learn how to forgive ourselves as well as others, you know. We can't, yes, song scripture, my thoughts, unpardonable sin is just announcing the Holy Spirit. Everything else can be forgiven. Praise the Lord for that. That's our saving grace right there. That's the amazing grace. And, you know, you've got to, God says, forgiven, you shall be forgiven. Somewhere in there. I know it's in there. I've read it. I remember it. Uh, in order for us to be able to be forgiven by him, we have to be able to forgive and show forgiveness. And that's not just in others. That's forgiveness to ourselves, to forgive ourselves from, from anything that may have happened. And that applies across the board, you know. in the chat here forgiving others is easy forgiving ourselves is where we run into program shame guilt and resistance a higher calling that that's spot on too um because plus we also have to let it go we can't dwell on it anymore if we've forgiven it right and and you know what they say misery loves company right and when we get in into our thoughts and our heads and we get sad and upset and miserable we're going to continue because we're, they're grieving and, and we're, we're mourning, you know, whether it's the loss of a child, a friend, you know, a, a family member, whatever it is, we're mourning. And so we're, we're adding salt on those wounds constantly by, by that guilt, by that shame, by that resistance of forgiveness. But, you know, salt is also a sweetener. Salt is a healer. That salt can heal. You know, you put, go into an ocean with a cunt, does it burn? Yeah, it does. Does it heal faster? Sure does. When you've got a itchy, scratchy throat, if you gargle with warm salt water, it, it relieves it, right? And you would think that it would. You'd think that it'd burn, but it doesn't. 
And so when you're not forgiving yourself, you're pouring salt into that wound. Put it in some water, swish it around your mouth, spit it out. It's a lot easier. I mean, it's hard, but life is easier when you can forgive yourself, when you can offer forgiveness to others and forgiveness for yourself. Just like with the worthy thing, man, was it hard to admit that I didn't feel worthy of, of his love and love from others. And, and it stemmed from my parents. It stemmed from a, a childhood of having a mother that was in and out of jail or prison and my dad who was there sometimes and not you know he's in the picture now but you know there was times when he went to jail and times where he was always working or something and i was with family member to family member and me and my sister were and and it shaped me into the person i am today i don't regret it at all but not having that because i had my grandparents and i had once I finally went from aunt to aunt back to grandparents, uh, my nan and papa were the best role models I could have had. And so I, I got my love and compassion and generousness from God, but it was worked out through them that I didn't carry the anger from that. Now, I did carry anger. Let me tell you, I was a very angry, angry teen. Um, but I didn't carry as much of a weight on my shoulders. Oh, the world has done me wrong. I'm going to do the world wrong. I, you know, took the lemons and made lemonade. And so, but, but thinking back, you know, I'd always sweep that under the rug. And I was like, well, you know, I, I offered too much forgiveness in a way. If that could be done. I, uh, I really just was, was in a place to where, you know, a child needs the love of their mother and the father. And that's what the government has done, done. The government has completely eradicated the founding principle of the family unit, father, mother, child. We've got to rebuild that. And by in order to start, we've got to rebuild that in each other. Lift one another up when one's down. Just like I, you know, I started with this on, on Kitty to Karen with her, her son being on the USS Gerald Ford, you know, her heart right now is probably in her toes and the anxiety has got to be overwhelming. So that's why I said, you know, reach out to her, send her a message, um, a kind prayer, you know, just something to remind her that she's not alone. She's loved because that, that love goes a long ways. Love is healing. And even though I didn't have the, the love that a child should have from their parents, when I realized that that was a big crux on my issues, that, that that worth from my parents that I didn't get, you know, I was seeking it in others in a way, but then pushing it out as well. You know, I wanted accolades. I wanted small acknowledgement, though I wouldn't admit it now. You know, I, I don't seek it. I don't want it. I don't need it. And that's a good place to be, you know. That's a wonderful, freeing place to just to have. I'm reading this. Um, the Lord took me through 
the refiner's fire. He had me go through everything with him. It was painful to go through this with him, but he cleaned up all the unforgiveness and shame. That's, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with us. Like that song that I played to start with, I'm learning to let go and let God so I can be the real me. You know, we've got to learn to let go and let God so we can be the real person that he created in his image. Not in our own, not in what we think that a person should be or look like or or dress or or do their hair or have a beard or don't have a beard, bald or not bald, blonde versus brunette. You know, God made us just the way he wants us it's us who don't accept that and why don't we accept it i don't know you got to figure that out for yourself but it's there and guys with that i am going to play a little song and take some prayer request and we'll go ahead and um i didn't get all the way through that i guess god had he said no look you don't need to go into a reading we'll just We'll take it from here, and he took it from here. This goes out to every outcast, to the just don't quite fit in. Every wrong way, runaway rebel, so ashamed of where you've been. This goes out to every searcher Trying to fill that empty space Well, your searching days are over now Everything's about to change Come on down to the Thank you. 
Hear that sweet forgiveness song. Come and join the Jesus people. This is where your heart belongs. Mary for Jamie and her mom that is her mom and her niece that that is awful all right we're gonna pray that out of you that pneumonia is gonna go anybody else got anything <laughs> of course the vet office goes to call All right, I opened it up for you. That's the one you posted in the um, the room, Mary, in it next. Okay, awesome. I'll go look at it. Um, Spooky, did you mean to call or not? If you didn't, I won't wait. Sometimes when people try to call in, it doesn't let them. Or they can't hear. I know it did that with me and Mary one day. Um, everybody could hear her. All right, you could try it again. Um, we'll see if it'll work. Sometimes pod beans a butt to me. Yeah, <laughs> or, or people call with their faces or accidentally hit the wrong button. I've done that too on, on a few myself, so. I always like to give anybody a chance to speak if they have something God's put on their heart. This ain't my show, it's his show. I'm just behind the mic. I think I may have hit the dismiss button, but I sent the invite to you just then. Oh, well, it says you could. Okay, here we go. We'll get it. Maybe. He ain't popping up on there. Oh, I just figured out there's a button where I could actually turn it off to not allow Colin. So then if y'all did hit it, it wouldn't do it. I don't think you have to have, I don't know, uh, Spooky. I don't think you have to. Um, but it just goes to like the speaker part because i've done it with on um on everin's show the little big bear show big little bear show um i used to call in on there without having headphones 
Mary, I'm glad you were in here today, too. I've been missing you, girl. So I was glad you're in here. There's a lot of new people in here. It's so wonderful. Yeah, maybe turn Bluetooth off, uh, Rick. Uh, There's a lot of people that didn't, um, didn't know what time it was on. Like Bree, she was able to um, add it to um, her list now. So it shows. And sometimes it's hard to find a lot of them. And sometimes the links just, like with my browser on some of the links, when Douglas started doing his, and when Rick did the one, um, the prayer for Duncan that day, it would not take me to the link. I actually had to find it. And oh, actually, I opened it in a different browser because some browsers will, um, some browsers, it, it just like keeps bouncing around. There are, Mary, and I'm about to add another change to that because Knickknacks is coming back um, in the evenings once, probably once every two weeks or once a month. Um, me and Angie are getting back on for the evening show. Oh, I like your prayer there, Rick. All right, well, guys, um, since we got that, we got Rick's prayer now via text instead of uh, being able to have it um, on a call in. We'll just go ahead and pray, guys. Heavenly Father, thank you for coming into this space with us as we invited you in earlier. Um, we felt your presence here. I felt your presence here and and the guidance of, of where the show was, the surprise show was even going to go. Um some of the best stuff often comes unprepared. And, and so, Father, I thank you for blessing me and, and everyone here with, with your love and, and just filling us up with the Holy Spirit. Father, we, we know that, um, you know, Scott is getting a show that's going to just blow the roofs off. And so we just pray over him that, that he doesn't let anything um, get to him, get in his way, and that his mission still continues forward with us. Uh, we know that there's something strong that must be coming from this message, which is why the enemy is attacking, just like it was attacking yesterday as we were going over Ezekiel 25 and 26. You know, it was all we could do to even get through that. So I can imagine just the frustration. So, Father, just relieve him if he's having any frustrations. And I don't know that he is. But if he is, Father, you know. You know what's going on there. So, so Father, do do your work there. And, and Father, for, for Jamie, for her mom and, and her niece in the car accident, God, uh, life is... It's because of your, your will, your protection, your healing, your mercy. Even though there was a lot of fractures in, in Jamie's mom's face and, and she lost a lot of blood, Jesus was still there. So we pray for, for all of the doctors, nurses, and staff that will come in contact with her mom that, that this is an opportunity for them 
to have the gospel told to them, for them to witness what it is to, to truly be a walking miracle. And that's what her mom is right now. Is her mom is, is, you know, a warrior fighting. And, and Jesus is right there by her side, just lifting her up and saying, it's okay, I'm with you, it's okay. You know, Father, I just pray anybody that, that lays hands on her, the radiance of that love from Jesus come through them, that they're filled with the wisdom and knowledge they need to be able to heal her mom and help her mom and anybody else in that, in that hospital, in that room, um, that they are just Holy Spirit, that they just feel it going from their heads to their toes, that that I feel, Father, that there's probably somebody there that was lost, somebody there that, that you know, they, they were on the fence, you know, they knew, but they were wondering. And, and God, this is probably that opportunity for you to do what you do best, for you to, to truly work your signs and wonders in the life of, of Jamie's mom and, and her and her niece. And Father, for mass children, this illness, we break off those chains as, as Rick and we're all praying together in Rick's prayer that we break off the chains of illness that's binding them. We heal them through your holy trinity that that's washing them in your spirit to bring peace upon them, to cure them and make them whole again. Because Father, they Satan knows that they are a a change. They are the remnant. They're going to go forth. They've already done great things, but they're going to continue to do great things, the greater things than he. That's what evil is shaking in its boots because they know when Tiffany gets out there and Tiffany starts working with these children, these children are going to come back saying, Mom, guess what we can do? Mom, look what I planted. Mom, did you know this about Jesus? And that's what's going to to me. That love of a mother to a child and child to a parent, that generation that's going to continue to go on in the love of Christ. Because what they're trying to do right now with our children, the animosity, the division, the splitting up of the family, that is all of evil. That is not a good. That is not of God. Nothing that is good is of the devil and so we know that's what we know that's evil and they think that they can take our children and manipulate their minds and take jesus out of them but we say hell no heaven yes we are refusing to allow any of our children to succumb to the depths and depravity of the evil we refuse to allow them to be manipulated in the mind in the soul in the spirit that they can pick whatever gender they want to be. And that's not true, God, because you made them male and female. You made both them. You didn't make them to where they can choose. You made them and created them the way that you wanted them. It's the flesh. It's Satan that's trying to deter them. It's Satan that's trying to take them and turn them into mockeries of what you created because Satan can't create anything. He has no creation. He has no power. He has nothing against you God, or for you that he can compare to you, Father. There's no candle that Satan can do that you can, or that Satan can light that you can't blow out and extinguish with just a snap. So, Father God, we also lift up Duncan and his mom for healing 
Um, for anybody that is having any kind of struggles right now, struggles of the mind, struggles of the body, struggles where they're needing healing, where they're needing deliverance, Father God, I pray that that you shower those blessings upon them. You shower them with your love, with the healing touch that only you have. You you find the way to get that deliverance through them. They can deliver themselves. We have been given the weapons. We have the scripture, Jesus, that said we can't do their works than he. So why don't why don't people believe that, Father? I don't know. You know that, Father. And so we ask we ask you right now to come in and and, and fix the broken, heal that that heart that that's trying to mend itself, but they just need to turn over and say, Jesus, I am yours. Jesus, heal me. Jesus, I surrender it all to you because without him we are nothing. nothing at all and for some scripture in my thoughts for this pneumonia this illness that's trying to take hold of her lungs to stop her from using her voice father we rebuke that we we were any any problems she's having with being able to talk or breathe or or even be able to eat because sometimes when we have things going on in our lungs it's hard to even eat so father god we we rebuke it all we take it out of her, we send it back to the dead. That's where it came from. That's where it's going. It ain't going to have no hold on her. We aren't allowing it. Father, because we are children of the most high King, Jesus Christ, the one who was slain, the perfect lamb that was white as snow that's going to come back on that cloud. The church that is not in a building, the church that is these people, we are the church and we will go home with Jesus. Because Jesus was that sacrificial lamb because we accept him, we believe in him, and we confess our sins and our ask you right now, forgive us of our sins, forgive us of our, of our trespasses, forgive us of the harsh tongue that we might have used. Father, we repent of, of any harm that we have done, any harm that we have caused. Any heartache that we, we may have been experienced, Father, we... We ask you for the times that we didn't measure up because we're never going to measure up. Though we try, we try, Father, we try to remember what did Jesus do, not what would Jesus do. And so we try to strive to be like that. Those times fall short. But God, you're always here and you're always showing your love. And for that, we are eternally grateful for that, that amazing grace that you have us freely so purely that jesus just came you came as jesus as man and and give us the beautiful gift of knowing and seeing and witnessing with our own us to be in the word scripture now we see that living word active we see the living word touch our hearts read it and so we know How to be. So, Father, just I pray that you help us all to be more Christ-like. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
Oh, sorry, guys. I had to get something to drink on that. And that wasn't me. That was God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Appreciate it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Because without one, and without all three, we don't, we don't have one fully. Guys, and um, I know it was a surprise, but I knew everybody was kind of wanting some, some Jesus, some worship, and though Scott was trying, it just didn't seem to to be able. And we'll be uploading an episode for Bended Knee this morning. He'll be back this evening at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Then again at midnight for Fishers. I think he's doing a show tomorrow morning, Saturday morning. Hey, okay. we have uh, Bended Knee. Coffee, oh, coffee and Jesus, not bended knee. Coffee and Jesus, Sunday morning. So um, get me your prayer request. You can email them to me, Nikki Knight. You could DM them to me. There's so many different ways that you can get your prayer request in and praise reports, guys. Um, I forgot Dale's father. God, forgive me for forgetting Dale's. Dale. Sorry, Dale, if you're listening to this later. I forgot for a moment, but God reminded me. I, I love you all. I pray everyone has a wonderful, blessed day. Uh, salt's not always bad. But like I said, don't pour it in your wounds. Swish it around in your mouth with some water. And spit it out. Oh, Vila, you're only an hour ahead of me, hot dog. We're closer together. All right, have a blessed day, guys. Love you all, and I will see you online. In a world where we're losing hope,
Come, 